Hello and welcome to the Saturday Downstop Podcast. He is Chris Marler. I am Connor O'Gara. It is a very, very special Saturday Downstop Podcast because it is March Madness edition. We are talking all things NCAA tournament. I am really in the presence of greatness. Say I it, say Connor. That a lot. Just say it. But you actually are apparently the world's smartest man because you called the SEC tournament and you've wanted credit for it all day. So all now I wanted. here's your credit. There you go. That's all. I mean, here's the thing, Connor. I know it's. I know sometimes it's tough to say, Chris, you were right. But he, if we're keeping score, twice this year we've had to make predictions, and twice, Uncle Chris twice. was right. The national twice. The national championship game. We've had to make more than two. No, that's, that, those are the only ones I remember. That's the only those, You know, let's let's kick it off. Let's talk about Ticket City. We'll just get out of the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you guys know. Uh, our, our friends over at Ticket City, they are the place to go. If you are one of these seven SEC teams that is getting a chance to, to do a little dancing, do a little March dancing. It's cold. Maybe, maybe you want to go to an NCAA tournament game. There's, I mean, very drivable sites for a lot of SEC teams. Um, maybe you should, you know, check out, check out Ticket City because they are going to get you the hookup for, you know, when you can get like those those day packages where you go to like, you know, a session or you can go to to, to an entire day. Like get going a to the NCAA tournament's awesome. Yeah, a little, little session, little little sheet of tickets. They still do that, I think. I think so. Um, t- definitely do that uh, and do that on TicketCity.com. Um, SEC basketball right now. If you are not trying to get a ticket to go and see it, you are missing out that much we know. Uh, it's going to be four SEC teams in the Final Four. And if it is, you should definitely check out all the action like and that. do so on TicketCity.com. Probably not going to be four SEC teams in the Final Four, um, but you know we can sit here and say that today. Um, but before we talk about the, the bracket that everybody else is talking about, we need to talk about a different bracket. Yeah, some would the argue, important bracket. Some would argue more important. Um, the Office episode, Bracketology, SDS podcast, Run for the Cure, Rabies. Um, it, it is out. By the time you are listening to this, you are going to be able to vote on yeah. the best episodes of The Office. I am so excited for this. And so here's the thing, guys. This actually is going This is going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be hard. That's what she said. That's, that's what we were bringing up earlier. But it does go to a good cure. We are going to be doing a bracket. We're going to put this together on social media. Just remember, all portions and proceeds of this go to fixing Meredith Palmer's. (laughs) You know what I meant. But um, all proceeds, benefits. What do you want me to say, Connor? Proceeds. We're going to buy. We're going to buy Meredith Palmer a new downstairs. That's what we're doing. It's going to be great. And. You, you, the best part about this is, is that like, so I was explaining this to some people on, on social media and they're like, oh, how'd you come up with your, uh, your seatings for all this stuff? Little, little peel arguments. behind the onion here. We had many arguments. Uh, no, not too many, but we did come up with our own individual rankings and then we did a consensus ranking. And now that is what you are seeing in the way that the seeds, seeds played out. But here's the good thing. You have a chance to fight for your episode, yeah. and you can vote. And if you think that stress relief was way underseated, like many people said, Which it I was. get it. I get it. Here's the beauty: stress relief can win. It yeah. can win as a three seed. You don't and have to be a one seed to win at all. Right. What I don't want to happen from this, and you know, we could spend an hour on this and not the NCAA tournament because I think that's more important to be honest. Let's not let dinner party win. That's I'm going to say whoa, it right now, guys. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to. You know what? I'm 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 helping my own cause here, but I'm just saying. I did. I, I will say this. I did like that. That there were the only two episodes I feel like that we were called out on were actually no. There was a couple, but like 
People called us out about... Um, why am I drawing a blank on this now? Scott's Tots. Scott's Tots. We got so much flack for Scott's Tots. Um, it's I, not ranked on there. It should. I mean, it was on. It was on today. I watched it just for the sake of it. I had to turn it off. It was, it was. It's just not that great. I had it in my in my top thirty two. Just so everyone knows. But it's. I mean, it's not. It's not great. It should. It should be a one round and gone. So here's here's what what you can do to help us out. Go follow us uh, if you if you're listening to this and you don't follow us on Twitter yet. You definitely should be doing that you know at the SDS Pod. We're going to be tweeting these out as polls every single day, and you can follow along with all the progress of which episodes are winning. And if you want to rewatch all the episodes that are on this, you want to fill out your own bracket and tweet it at us. Please do that. Uh, you are more than welcome to. I was amazed that we already had people doing that. Dude, that it took like of, ten minutes. And and my favorite part was somebody printed off their own bracket. And wrote it in, or actually, I think I think they actually just made their own, like by hand, which is that's such a Marler move. Good for them. Yeah, definitely a Marler. <laughs> just, yeah. Technology? I don't think so. I will fax this to myself and then go to an internet cafe, print it off, and we'll be fine. <laughs> so please go do uh, go go vote on all of those episodes and, and follow along and see which Office episode is the best episode of all time, the most important bracket. But there is another bracket out, and I get that people that are listening to this podcast that want to talk about that. We will talk about the NCAA tournament because there are seven SEC teams. That's half the SEC is in the field. Not quite as one more much would as last great. year with eight, but you yeah, know, one more. A certain Alabama team gets left out of the field, and Marler is left brokenhearted. Again, here we go. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I will. We'll, we'll get into it, and I'll talk about. Like a lot of Bama fans are upset because they feel like they were um, snubbed. Don't lose six of your last eight games, which I think is a stat. I mean, just, it's bottom line. I mean, they, they, they did, what did bother me about this, and we haven't spoken since this happened, but when Joe Lenardi, somebody, I think it was Dari Noka, just like flat out, like texted him and then tweeted about it. It was like, I asked Joe Lenardi this morning, if Bama beats Ole Miss, are they in? He was like, flat out, if Bama wins, they're in. They lose, they're out. And then Bama comes from behind from 15, beats Ole Miss, and the next morning we see they're the 69th best team. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> Joe Lenardi, not God. Imagine what is that, that. about? Yeah. Uh, I had so no he, idea. Yeah, he uh, apparently doesn't have all the power in the world because I don't think he predicted the, the perfect field. But we find out that seven SEC teams are in the field. Um, Tennessee and Kentucky both get two seeds. LSU getting a, got a three, which I was actually really surprised that they still got that much love without Will Wade. Auburn, number five. We're going to get to that in a little bit because we felt like Auburn was underseeded. Uh, Mississippi State gets a five. Ole Miss at that eight, nine clip. Going to face Oklahoma in the first round. And then Florida, I actually think is not in that bad of a spot sitting there at number 10. So, the lines are out for this, and I'm curious because I threw this in, this in here at the last minute. If there's any of these lines that will, and we'll get into our picks and stuff like that, but I, I wanted to kind of go through some of this just to see your initial reaction. Are there any lines here that jump out to you? Because Tennessee, 17 and a half point favorite. These are all first round games, by the way, that we're talking about. Yeah. Kentucky, 21 and a half point favorite. LSU, eight points. Auburn, seven and a half point favorite. Mississippi State, seven. Ole Miss, two. And then Florida is a two point underdog against Nevada. So, the fact that Florida is playing Nevada and in the first round is an injustice to them. Um, Nevada's a really good team. They're a really, really good team. They had a loss late where a lot of stuff happened during that loss um, involving the refs and then uh, afterwards the team getting into an all-out brawl with a uh, basically, I think, a fire extinguisher holder. It happens. Yeah, it happens uh, in the locker room. It was all over Twitter. I hate that matchup for Florida. The 10-7 matchup. 
Ole Miss being a two-point favorite over Oklahoma, I would jump all over that. I think that's probably the best um, the best odds besides Mississippi State that anybody's getting. What what blows me away more than anything is just the injustice of the seedings. Auburn being a five seed yeah, let's, is let's outrageous. Dig into that. Yeah, so what seemed to be a theme of the weekend was it was almost like people came away from this saying it was almost like the selection committee just decided, you Done. know what, Duke is the only conference, Duke in the, winning the ACC is the only like conference championship that actually matters because Michigan State got the worst two seed despite the fact that it won the Big Ten this year. The Big Ten has the most teams in right. the field. And Beat Michigan, Michigan State, who, was, yeah. who was ranked in the top three for a lot of the year. Beat Michigan Beat three twice. times, too. They didn't three, three times. times? Three times, yeah. That was twice. So... So there was so there was some interesting things like with with just the way that conference tournaments were treated and Auburn wins four games in four days, which we know that is not an easy thing to do. And I can't remember the stat about when the last time that happened in the SEC tournament was. Um, but well, you know, for year. Auburn, no, for for a team to win, no, oh, for it's, a team it's been to a win top four, four in four days. Oh, okay. So outside of the top four, right? I'm saying. That's fair. Um, I would have to look that up. Okay, um, but anyways. For Auburn to make the run that it did and to be playing this well down the stretch where Auburn has won eight in a row, beat right. some really quality teams to get to this point, and Auburn was a top 25 Tennessee team twice. in the year. Yeah, beat Tennessee twice, and to do this and, and to beat, beat Tennessee in the fashion that it did, I think everybody was taken away. That was the biggest takeaway for me was that Auburn just did not get that love, and I thought that they would at least get a four seed, possibly even a three. Yeah, I, I was shocked. because, And, and here's why. It, it's It was... You know what? I'll just say it. it. For the SEC, it was a lot like looking on the out, or being on the outside looking in. And when you talk about football season, how you have a majority of this, I think just sports fans in general, we watch this on ESPN. And the SEC tournament was shown on the SEC network and on ESPN. So, you know, de facto, we were watching the games and, you know, in between games on there. Most of us get our news from there. It felt like all the bias and stuff like that that we hear about, well, ESPN loves the SEC when it's football season. That's what it felt like, like the opposite of that for basketball season. There was no love given to the SEC. If Kentucky would have won, I think they were going to be a one seed. I don't think if Tennessee won, they were going to be a one seed ever. It was, it was like you said, like the, the selection committee had made up their mind with Duke. And anybody that came along with Duke, like anybody that played Duke, had anything to do with Duke. For instance, Gonzaga, who beat them by two points back in November when Duke was fully healthy. And that's a great win. But it was also on November 21st. Right, right. It is now March 17th, okay? March 18th, if you're listening. But it that is a long time away. And you get beat by double digits by a St. Mary squad that's pretty much average at best. I'm blown away by the fact that it seemed like all of this was already figured out. Like, it was it just did, like, there wasn't going to be a lot of movement. Like, the bubble teams, yeah, sure. You had you had situations where maybe somebody could sneak in. Other teams were going to... I feel, I feel like I saw a lot more teams fall out than sneak in um maybe just because i was watching for bama to sneak in but at the same time auburn to go on the run they went on and it's not just the four wins in a row like you said and that's an incredible stat to win eight in a row and by the way i think they've won seven in a row in march alone to be seven or eight no in the month of march to win the sec and have to beat tennessee and you beat them twice in like a span of two weeks how do you how are you a five seed there was, yeah, to me that 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 was an injustice, and now you get that that very very daunting five twelve matchup that everybody's always. always afraid of as the, as the five seed. And New Mexico State, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know a thing about New Mexico State. Thirty and the, four, Connor. Other, other than they had, 
thirty and four, and they haven't lost a game since January fourth. So right. That's not ideal. Because not we, ideal. Oh but God. here's the thing: had Auburn actually just played uh, played South, beat South Carolina, and then not won a game in the SEC tournament after that, what? So what would have happened seating wise that would have been any different? That's a that's such a good question. Because Isn't that weird? When you when you look yeah, and, and you look at it for a lot of teams, and I saw this going on a lot on like Friday and Saturday. And and <laughs> so this is my first experience really running a lot of like social media stuff at STS like during basketball season. And I saw it during football season, but it was like, you guys are such Bama homers. And I was like, I can't take offense to that because I am a Bama fan. So whatever. <laughs> but like I got called a Tennessee fan, Kentucky fan, Auburn fan. And somebody else in the past four days. It was like just a different hat every day for me. And I was like, that's usually a good sign. I'm an Oregon State fan, bro. It's like whatever. So, yeah, yeah, but like, but it it, it was crazy. And you look at, you look at like, I I heard this nonstop. It's like, all we heard about was Zion and Duke. And that's fine because Zion is incredible. He had a great stretch in the ACC tournament. But when you look at like, hold on, wait, North Carolina can play their way into a one seed. Gonzaga apparently just has a one seed, right? Like they're just in. Lose to St. Mary's in, in, in the in the conference championship and or no was it even in the semis or the, it was it was it was in the finals I think it was in the finals okay I think um, Virginia who was down early in their first game they played I forgot who it was against but they, I think it was NC State something like that down early them they come back and win handily by like nineteen get waxed by NC or by Florida State they're a one seed they're in and I get that they had three losses all year Florida State's one of them and they lost t- twice to Duke. But like, yeah, man, what could have happened? With, what, what could have happened with Auburn if they lost? Like, they did. Would they just pull a Bama and be like, all right, we didn't go to our conference championship. We're just going to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but the, to me, that was that was a bit strange. I think Auburn right now. I think the question that a lot of people have about them is, did they just catch fire at the right time? I mean, this is a team that puts up so many shots, and did they just get into? A nice rhythm where you know and the weird thing is and I think maybe this shows a lot of Auburn's growth and I'll be honest like I didn't watch Auburn from day one starting the season to know you missed out brother you missed out but your guy Jared Harper the guy that you said was going to win tournament MVP had a terrible game in the championship okay sitting there up 22 points against Tennessee and that's just a testament to this team and how well they were able to shoot and how how well they really threw Tennessee off and I think that's a credit to Bruce Pearl being able to adjust and find ways to to maximize the potential of this team well and so in Harper to be fair Harper had two he had two games like the first game against Missouri he had five points he was terrible like his his bookend of the weekend was terrible. He had a good he had two good games in the middle. But yeah, that they can shoot. Okiki was lights out from three, which I didn't see happening. Did not see that happening at all. Um, but what was amazing to me was like Harper goes out with like in the seventeenth minute of the, or I guess like technically the third minute of the first half. He had two fouls in the first like two and a half minutes of the game. He gets taken out the entire rest of the first half. At one point, when it was under ten minutes to go in the second half. They dished out a stat on on uh, on ESPN. They said Tennessee is shooting sixty three percent in the second half, sixty three percent. Auburn was up twenty two points. It was amazing. I mean, like they went plus thirteen in the second half to that point. It, it really was. It was crazy. But yeah, it's like like you said, man, to to go up in that twelve five seed, and we don't have to we don't have to harp on it because I I of all people don't want to harp on how the injustice the injustice that Auburn has in the, in the tournament. But like if they advance. They play Kansas most likely, and if they beat them, then they have UNC. It's a tough draw. It, it is a tough draw, but I, I think uh, Auburn is is just like one of those teams that I mean. Jimmy Dykes said, I think he said it on the broadcast. I think it was uh, maybe in the Florida game. 
this this Auburn team can shoot its way into a game and it can shoot its way out of a game. Yeah. And I think it'll be it'll be fun to watch what they can do in the tournament, trending in a much different direction than they yeah. were uh, last year. So let's talk some other teams. We don't yeah, need everybody else. Sorry, guys. So um, I, I'm interested to see um, what you think about. SEC teams that had the best draw and SEC teams that have the worst draw because I could actually go this is going to sound strange but I'm going to go in a different direction off of what I what I think with this. So let me let me explain that. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I think that Tennessee has the worst draw in my opinion with the early rounds and trying to get to a sweet 16 and the fact that everybody immediately was talking about how in the world does Tennessee go from potentially playing to a one seed to now in this second round matchup they could be facing Cincinnati in what is a de facto road game so or this Iowa. Is similar to yeah well Iowa's I'm not really I wouldn't be worried about Iowa because 22 that's wins. Not cl- it's not close to it's not close to Columbus the point I'm is just that saying in general is, they're a good team yeah, but that's that's just that's the NCAA okay. tournament. Right. The the real the real problem is the fact that Tennessee sitting there at a two seed could be looking at a situation like what Duke went through a couple years ago, where South Carolina essentially had a home game against Duke in the second round, yeah, and it felt like a South Carolina home game. And if that's what Tennessee is going up against, then that is not a favorable situation. But here's what I'll say about that: Tennessee is a Knoxville's a four and a half hour drive from Columbus. And if you don't think Tennessee fans are going to show out for that one, Dude. I, you're crazy. I mean, they're they're going to make the trip for it, and it's still going to be a place with plenty of orange. So if you're a Tennessee fan panicking about that, I wouldn't be too too worried right now. No, I, I don't think it's it. I mean, I, I think I hate to say it. I think Dan Volken might have put it best. Like Tennessee played their Super Bowl Saturday. Yep. And then Auburn played theirs on Sunday. So a two seat is is not bad. It sucks they have to go to Columbus. I don't know how far Cincinnati and Columbus are. I don't know Hour anything about it. Good. Hour and a half. I nice. looked it up. Why are there two big cities like that in the same damn state? And Cleveland? Ohio is, is underrated. I'll say that. They're pretty spread out, though. I mean, like, uh, never mind. That's fair. Um, regardless, I I am a little bit surprised. I, I don't think they got a bad draw. I think they got a great draw. Cincinnati's... Well, but here's the thing, though. So if you get past that in the second round, then you would have the potential, the, the defending champs in the Sweet 16 potentially if Nova can get there. Nova's not if, good, uh, but it's still it's still facing Jay Wright with a week to prepare, and that would be a frustrating yeah. thing. And that is that's, true. That's that the is thing fair. That I, look at. I would say that. Um, I, I would agree with that. At the same time, it, Jay Wright seem as somebody that's gambled on them a lot this year. Uh, they're not that great. <laughs> oh, I, and I agree with that. But there, it's one of those situations yeah. where you would hate to have to go up against something like that. With you know, they still do have at least some experience back from that team last year. I they realized that they lost most of their team. Shut the lights out last year. Who was that kid? Yeah, Deep Deep he was incredible. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like I, I will say that from a from a location standpoint, yes, it's a tough not draw. Ideal. But it's no, it's not ideal. But other than that, I think they might have had the best draw from the SEC potentially. So potentially. unpopular opinion, but yeah, that's what I feel like on that one. So I think. LSU. Now, I, I'm going to get to this later because if L, if LSU can get past that first the round FBI. matchup, <laughs> they can beat the FBI. This is going to be incredible. that's the first round matchup. The second round matchup this week. Um, if LSU can somehow get past Yale, what a sentence that is! I think the road is actually really favorable mm-hmm. because they would they would potentially have Maryland in the second round, and then in the Sweet 16, yeah, you obviously you know you're going to have to probably Double face wounds. a one seed. <laughs> you, you would probably have to face Michigan State, and 
I've seen a good amount of Michigan State this year, and I understand that people are very high on them after the job that they did to win the Big Ten tournament. But this is still a Michigan State team that is dealing with health issues right Dude, now. They, they lost one today? of their key rotation guys. Uh, Arns, I believe, is his name. I didn't see the injury, Nasty. but apparently it was really bad. Yeah, so this is a team that, that has played down to its competition. Lost to Indiana twice. Lost to Illinois once. They are not upset-proof in the yeah. way that a lot of people think that they are. And Izzo, in, year, in, in recent memory, has really not been that great in no. the NCAA tournament. So I will say that if LSU can just somehow get past that first matchup, but just, just to be feeling good, like it can win a game without Will Wade that isn't against Vandy. I mean, like that—that's there's there's something to be said for there being is a able lot to be do said that. for that. There's a road there for LSU, but that first round hurdle is going to be a big one. No, I mean, I I agree. I, I, well, yeah, no, I disagree. I, I'm still pissed about this because my idiot friend Rich, who I hope is listening to this, sent me a, an inside tip that Harvard plays their their home Ivy League basketball tournament on their home court. But Harvard's not Yale, so they were playing Yale today, and Yale, it was on Yale's home court. So. Oh, on Yale's yeah. home court. He, so he oh, was like, dude, oh, Harvard okay. plays this thing at home, bro. Take Harvard and the points. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah, sounds good. Anyway, regardless, I don't think Yale is going to beat LSU. I think LSU's good. I mean, LSU played a hell of a game against Florida. And we're in that we're in that mode now, I think, especially with when it comes to like March Madness. It's like a what have you done for me lately where you don't like really think back to. You look at the big picture stuff with like their, their overall season record, but like people forget how great of a game LSU played on, on Friday or Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Sierra? No, they LSU lost in, in on Friday. Lost on Friday. Yeah. So yeah. Nas Reed like just buried Nas Reed threes. Went off. He was yeah. <laughs> like you said, not lifting his feet off the ground. I love and just that. hitting like twenty seven foot jump, like not jumpers. I guess like it was ridiculous. It was crazy. Um, I I think LSU is a really good team. It'll be interesting to see how they respond because like you said, I mean, the only team they beat is the worst team, not just in the SEC, but the worst team in the SEC in a long time. Yeah, I just I, I struggle just with the, this belief of a program overcoming all the distractions that come with yeah. an NCAA situation like this. Where I, I've I know I've said it before, but we've we've just seen it. We saw it last year with Arizona. We've seen it with Tennessee with Bruce Pearl a few years back. We saw it. You know, like I said, dating back to Indiana. The, not just because those things happen doesn't necessarily guarantee that LSU is in that situation, but. Seeing what we saw from LSU in the first round of, or in their first game, rather, of the SEC tournament, where you had Nas Reed going off. Yeah. I mean, he was bonkers, ridiculous in that game. And I understand that Javante Smart is coming in off the bench, and it's kind of a weird situation with that. But I, I still just struggle to think that they're going to be able to make these adjustments because yeah. that's what you look for Will Wade to do. He knows this team better than anyone. And when you're in those tight spots later on, and it's you know a team that hasn't been there, and you're you know in a two point game, and you need to draw something up, like those are the situations no. where a basketball coach you, you just need to have the familiarity with your team. And I struggle to think that they're going to be able to to, to kind of master those situations. You mean like when you have a two in... point lead or a three point lead, and your coach decides to yeah. argue with the ref and then get make a yeah. five point swing? I mean like. That there was still time left in that game. I will stand by what I said when it happened. Coaching lost that game. It, yeah. Oh, no doubt. No I, doubt. I don't think it's in question. I, I mean, LSU's a very strong team still. I, I, you know, like you said, like, but that's a key piece they're missing. That is a key. I mean, like the coach is a pretty, pretty big piece. I would I would just say from a gambling perspective, I would stay far far away from them. Um, yeah, I they, won't. They, they would yeah. terrify me. I, I mean, I, I should. <laughs> I should, but I won't. Um, no, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I think. They do have a very favorable favorable draw from what you're saying. I, I like Mississippi State's draw. Jesus. 
Yeah, so Mississippi State has an interesting matchup that I went back and forth on. That matchup against Liberty in the first round is that dreaded 5-12 matchup. And I think the Flames are are, are interesting just from a, a defensive standpoint. I think they rank like sixth in the country um, in points allowed yeah. per game. I mean, they, they, they are really good defensively. But a team that I mean, never won an NCAA tournament. I was waiting for for how, for how long it would take to get a Hugh Freeze reference. 13 here, seconds. But, that was good. Um, again, we talk about coaching. I tend to trust Ben Holland a little bit more. Yeah. Somebody who's been there, somebody who's been... I understand that Mississippi, this is a Mississippi State team that is not experiencing the NCAA tournament, but... I, I tend to trust Ben Holland in you know an early round matchup like this. That that is that is going to be tricky. Uh, a team that you know obviously he hasn't seen before. And there's another thing about Liberty. They played two SEC teams this year. You know who those two SEC teams were Bama. That's one. You know Bama who the other one. Was? Bama one. Who else? Who's the other? I have no idea. Don't say Vandy. Vandy. No way. Did Vandy beat him? Oh yeah. <laughs> so all right. So let's go back to what our original Connor. <laughs> God, we've just made you guys so much money. So Mississippi State, seven points. I'm going to jump all over that. That's that's the bet of the day for me. Bet the, bet the farm. Man. Yeah, that's, I mean. No. I, once I saw that, I was like, all right, you know, it's it's tough to, it, with, with those mid-major teams, dude. and it's like, all right, you face two SEC teams, and that was the result. I, Vandy was a different team earlier in the season, dealt with a lot of injuries later sure, on. Sure, like, we've been wrong before, but you know what? Vandy went 0-18. They went 0-18 right. in the SEC. That's a, There's a long, a long time to turn it around, and they didn't do it. I, I, yeah, and, and Mississippi State's a good team, by the way. Yeah, they've kind of been the overlooked team, and, and by us in, included. But you know, at the same time, they you know they've been a top twenty-five team at different points this season. I was surprised that they got that they got a five seed. The way that they played down the stretch. <laughs> well, you they gave didn't Auburn really the five that... seed, so it's like you've already set the bar that low. Yeah, exactly. That's... Once Auburn, because was it Auburn that got the five seed first, or was it, I, I can't I don't remember know. what it was. But yeah, I mean, I expected Mississippi State to be a little bit lower uh, than that, and have a. That's amazing, bit of a... though, if you think about it. Mississippi State, and I don't know, I, I I haven't looked into like the whole thing for like the whole season, I guess with them, and I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of what Mississippi State did against Auburn during the season, but man, Auburn just went forward four or four and zero in four days, and they're the same season as Mississippi State. That is the team that got bounced and dunked on just by Tennessee, well, yeah. literally. I mean, that was that was tough. Um, oh, that Admiral dunk. Whew. I that that was a murder. That was a murder. That you was were right. that was when I got told that uh, that we need to stop hiring only uh, Tennessee writers at uh, STS. Yes, as I'm currently looking at you wearing your Oregon State windbreaker <laughs> with your damn hat right now. That's that right. is what you are. Roll beavers, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think that LSU. I, I've said this before. I, I think if you're an LSU fan, you're just hoping for a win. Yeah. You're hoping for a win in the first round. And I know that sounds weird to be a three seed and just hope for that. But if you could just get get past that that first hurdle, that that's gonna there is there is a favorable get back, world get, for, get the, for the, get the bad taste out of your mouth and get back to winning. Should exactly. we should we at some point talk about Tennessee and Kentucky? We should because that was so <laughs> much fun. Gosh, dude, what, what a game! At one point, they traded three pointers like. I'm going to say seven in a row. I know I'm embellishing it, but it, it had to be five. At, it was five at least. Like in the second it was, half, it was just like boom, 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 boom. I, Man, Kentucky is so good, and they are so good defensively. Now, I'm not, I'm not taking away from Tennessee because I know Tennessee won that game. We're not going to get into the officiating, but Kentucky's really good, man. I really like Kentucky right now. Kentucky has been playing very, very well. And, it, I mean – you know, go figure that they've played this well down the stretch 
and this became the first time in five years that they didn't win this tournament. Right. And, you know, that's that's how good Tennessee had to play down the stretch. And I, I tweeted this out uh, during that game where I said, like, um, you know, Tennessee had shot, I think, what was it, like seven of nine from three to start off the yeah. game. And I said, and, and it was like a two-point game. I was like, okay, you know, Tennessee's not going to shoot that well the rest of the game. If Kentucky if Kentucky actually just puts a hand up on <laughs> Nay, three, my friend. Like, yeah, <laughs> Kentucky did. should win this game. And then, you know, sure enough, Tennessee slows down eventually from three, and it was like, okay, this looks like a game that Kentucky's going to win. Kentucky doing its thing in the SEC tournament, whatever. And then that, that last two and a half minutes where Tennessee – Man, Grant Williams, when he wants something Dude. and it's in it's in striking distance, the will to just the will to just get the loose ball and to, and to make the the key tap here and there, like Tennessee does those little things. Yeah, that, you know when you don't want to be in a close game no. with Tennessee. That that's that that to me is like a team that if they are involved in in one of these late games and you know in potential Sweet Sixteen matchup, you look back on what they did against Kentucky against a team that had more talent than them. Obviously, have yeah. have more skill, and you know they still found a way to win and not panic in those situations, and and still find a way to get high percentage shots late in the game. It's it's a testament to what Rick Barnes is being able to do with this team. It's it's the start of that game was like I, I'm obviously I'm more of a football fan than basketball fan, obviously, and I love basketball because I can gamble on it. However, the start of that game, I remember like saying like I looked at Allie and I was like, this is gonna be fun. Like this is gonna be fun. Like this is. Oh, you just knew. Yeah. I mean, like, like it was, this is going to be a fun matchup. And and I said that, like, kind of hoping, I think, the first two matchups. It's like, they went to Kentucky, and then Kentucky blew them out. And, and you and like, there were a lot of people, like, Michael Wayne Bratton's one of them, said, like, you know, like, a, a while ago, it was like, this is going to be different when they get to Nashville. And it was cool to see them get to Nashville and, like, finally see the game we kind of deserved as fans. Like, it was awesome. two great teams going at it, and you're, and, like, and I thought, I, man, I had money on Kentucky. I thought they were pulling away. I was not happy about that. Um, Can you imagine how great Part Four would be, oh, if dude? If they because they would face in the in the Final Four theoretically. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if we're gonna get that, we're not. but no. just the idea of it is Kentucky's oh gonna lose God. to Wofford. <laughs> Go Terriers! I don't. I'm, not, yeah, I'm just kidding about that, Kentucky fans. If you are listening, um, no, but it really was a great game. And like, what's scary about it, and like, guys, Kentucky has so many good players that all contribute. What's scary to me, and I'm not saying this, that Kentucky doesn't have this, but what's scary to me about Tennessee is, like, I've watched Grant Williams take over a game. Like, the game at, at Vandy, which I get how bad Vandy is, but, like, when he went for, like, 41, and I think he had 19 free throws or something stupid like that, like, I watched him take over a game. I've watched Admiral Schofield take over a game and, like, just move further and further and further away from the basket and still hit nothing but net. <laughs> they are such a scary team if they get that kind of wave of confidence. Yeah, they're deep, and I obviously, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about about Tennessee in a sec here with when we do our predictions and yeah. stuff. But what do you think expectations for Kentucky should be? That's a tough National thing to answer right now. <laughs> is, is I mean seriously though, like this is a this is a team that you start off the year getting smacked in the face, yeah, and it's kind of just a okay. Let's see. Let's see what we can really build with this team and what they can do down the stretch. And you know, you have so many moving pieces, and and you know, they've they've dealt with injury issues and, and having and, and being able to have uh, to have Travis back at this point yeah. in the season. You're like, all right, you know, you've got to be feeling good about your chances. It looks like they've just figured some things out, but at the same time. I don't know what it, like is it Final Four or you're disappointed with this year? Like, how do you evaluate what a Kentucky fan should be realistically expecting going into this tournament? Okay, so let's go back to this. 
Can they beat Abilene Christian, who's won 29 or 26, 27 games? I don't know. Yes. You're... Can they beat Wofford or Seton Hall? Yes. Can they beat Houston or Georgia State? Yes, Iowa State, Ohio State. They could beat everyone getting to, I think, the Elite Eight, right? So here's, here's the thing. The one thing that would worry me about, about Kentucky, and we saw this last year too with them, is how well they played down the stretch and then they get to the Sweet 16 and they have this favor. It looks like they have this favorable road to get there. And it looks like they could be looking ahead a little bit. And they just fell apart offensively in that game against Kansas State. God, I mean, was it was bad. dreadful. They were terrible. Dude, I remember I was still working at that bar downtown. And they were in town for that game. Because that was when Loyola oh, Christian right. was here. Or Loyola, Loyola Chicago was here. And I've never, like, just, just a parade of sad came through with those Kentucky fans. God, that was tough. Um... I don't see them looking ahead, and, and, and there are, this is going to sound so cliche, and I hate stuff like that, but like, there are years like, I don't know if this is one of them for Bama, but like, you know, when they lost to the Kick Six, or they lost to Ohio State, or they lost to, um, who, like, who was it, Clemson in 2016, you're just like, well, you know what, we didn't end the year the way we wanted to, but next year, now we have something to build off of. There's no doubt in my mind that like Calipari is going to have that just ingrained and embedded in their minds. Like this, you don't want this feeling again. I, I like him to go to the at least at least the Elite Eight. North Carolina is really I, good. I know that's <laughs> that's the tough thing, so it, good. and that's that's the scenario that I, that I would fear if I'm a Kentucky yeah. fan is is getting to that point and seeing you know North Carolina team that. You know, hasn't just typically hasn't done the one and done thing, and everybody knows about guys like Luke May who have been, oh, you know, Jesus. a little bit more of a throwback type player with you know guys who stay Gritty, all four years and lunch but pail. Here's the thing: if they lose to a team like that, that is more experienced again, this groan of why are we doing this? Why do we still do the one and done thing? And I know that this Kentucky team isn't just all freshmen. I, yeah. under, I understand that, but it's still going to be there because this is still a team that hasn't been to a Final Four since 2015, which in, by Kentucky's incredibly standard, high standards, that's, that's a drought. That's a drought. So if you're looking at it like that, you just want to get to the Final Four. I think if Kentucky gets to the Final Four, there's nothing There's nothing that you can say like negatively about Cal not getting it done with this amount of talent or that amount of talent because we know the standard and, and how high it is there. And I think that... If, if, if a Kentucky fan is sitting there going home, um, you know, after another brutal Sweet 16 loss to a team like Houston, which doesn't have the same amount of talent, obviously, and, but that, that, that to me would be, you know, the, the, the worst case scenario for, for Kentucky is losing another Sweet 16 game like it did last year, where a team that obviously, you know, you have a lot of moving pieces and tough to figure out losing in that fashion again would just be really really bad yeah and i don't don't think they necessarily will i i and i I think a lot of these players come back next year like i don't don't, they don't have like the they they're a very talented team i don't think they're coming back tyler hero coming back i don't know i mean i don't know there's a lot of other players i feel like that are i don't know here yeah i would think heroes come back i I would i would think so but i mean i don't know I, i could be wrong i i think that they are they are a team that is very talented. There's something about that North Carolina team, and I've, I've watched I have watched them less than I've watched Kentucky, but I've watched them in like high profile games where they just shoot the lights out, man, and they do not stop coming at you. Yeah, that would be really really fun to see. I, I do hope we get that matchup. That would be a you lot want of fun. you want upsets, but at the same time, like yes, please give me that that one versus two in the Elite Eight. Yeah, like I mean, basically what we had two years ago. Yeah, I mean the, the exact same thing. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. So, 
Um, you know, I said going into the week that Kentucky losing in the SEC tournament would help the SEC's brand. And I think that that... Did it, Connor? I, I, I do think that there's still a case to be made for, for that because you just can't have Kentucky winning this thing every single year and it's just being like, all right, well, it's Kentucky and everybody else, yeah. as we talked about the Bama comparisons, all that stuff. So what would help the SEC the most in the NCAA tournament? Realistically speaking, obviously, we're, <laughs> if they could retroactively take out Temple and put, no. You can't spell um, retroactively without UA. You probably can't. But without A, no, you cannot without an A. Good Somebody's point. gonna be pissed um, that I spelled retroactively wrong as a joke. So, so what's what's the scenario that would that's realistic that is definitely on the table that would help the SEC it's, establish it con, continue to establish itself as this hoops conference? I, obviously, not a hoops first conference, but a hoops conference nonetheless. So this sounds weird. I think it doesn't it doesn't help anymore. If if Florida can get to the Sweet Sixteen and beat Michigan. Or if Ole Miss can beat Virginia and get to the Sweet 16, neither of those help the narrative for the SEC. Neither one of those oh, makes the SEC... That that will be written off as like, well, that's March. It's crazy. There's sure. madness. I've been saying this for a while. Now, Mississippi State beating Duke would be <laughs> would be good, I think, for the SEC. Say, yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be a strong play uh from the SEC it's Tennessee man it's Tennessee getting to the final four getting to a championship and yep. it, and, I, and I honestly think it's I think it's getting to the championship because I don't think it's the it, getting to the final four is, is great but when you look at it like Virginia in my opinion is definitely the weaker a weaker number one seed between Duke and North Carolina which is where they can make like where the SEC can make damage in those brackets or in those those regions I think Tennessee getting to there and then having to beat a team like North Carolina or Kentucky and getting to the finals, that that would be the best case scenario for the SEC. SEC has not had a team in the national championship since 2014. When Bama was there. <laughs> no. Stop making not. everything about Bama, all right? You're not shedding so your, your reputation right now. Um, Remember we had so, Antonio McDoss, though? Anyway, move on. Gosh, nobody cares. So... That, that, I think, has to change, obviously. Putting a team in the title game would be massive for yeah. the conference. And, you know, a team that is in Kentucky would help the brand that much more. But I think if you're looking realistically what expectations should be, what, what would can be considered a win, I think it's three teams in the Elite Eight and then at least one in the Final Four and then one getting to the championship. That's a really good point. I think, I think that's that would be if you're, you know, Greg Sankey sitting there trying to trying to look for positives, that would be the positive. Because let's not forget how bad this ended last year. Get off to that great start. 6-2 and two the SEC was in the first round, and then 2-4 and four in the second round, yeah. and then everybody was out in the Sweet 16. And you, you just if you're going to have a season like this, where the SEC really tried to to promote this thing of, of we're taking it more seriously, we've upgraded the facilities, we've had more yeah. teams in the top 25, like all of those things... Those all get forgotten if you just crap the bed march. Right. That's that's the reality of this sport, and that's why it's so much different than than, than football and what we tend to talk about with New Year's Six and you know the playoff and all that. But I, I do think that that's kind of the mark for the SEC right now, and I don't know if they're going to get there. I mean, March is such a crapshoot that we can sit here and talk about it until we're blue in the face, but you don't know until obviously this thing plays out. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm going through our picks right now, and they're so eerily similar. I hate it. Oh boy, I hate that. All right, so let's get to them. Let's do some picks. Yeah. Let's do some picks. I want to know. We're gonna go through this. We'll go through this one by one, um, and we're just gonna do first round for now because you know 
we can't we can't predict every single matchup for the rest of the way, but we're definitely going to be making picks throughout this. Yeah. Um, but I want to just go through the first round matchup. So let's start with the the easy ones, the the money in the bank. Don't bet against it, or else you're an idiot. Tennessee, Colgate. Just say Colgate for for my amusement. <laughs> side side note: the best meme out on the Twitter today is somebody. I think Will Ogburn tweeted this to me, and it was. Like those two old Tennessee fans, like that miserable couple that couldn't smile, standing next to other, and it was like, "We're playing a toothpaste." <laughs> I've got, I've got Tennessee. I've got Tennessee in the first one. Wow, that's bold. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Tennessee comes out with a vengeance after another, you know, just bad taste in the mouth. It, I was kind of thinking about that today. For all the success that Tennessee has had, you know, really the last three sort of postseason. Things they've had just this brutal way to finish it where the SEC tournament last year, they lose to Kentucky in a game that they think that they should win. They lose, obviously, last year to Loyola and, you know, shot in the last few seconds. And then this year, the way that they go out against Auburn in, you know, different fashion. But, you know, Tennessee is, it just seems like a team that just wants to have that, that like, that big hurrah moment in the postseason. It just, I know Kentucky was felt like it, but you know, to get something a little bit more of more significance besides just getting to a conference championship game, I think Tennessee is due for that. That was a long winded way of saying, yeah, they're winning in the first yeah, round. Yeah, there you go. I'm on five percent of my phone, so let's get let's get it going, Connor. Kentucky, Abilene Christian, who you got? Abilene Christian's not bad. I got Kentucky though. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the cats for all the reasons that we mentioned. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. LSU and Yale. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to Yale. Ever heard of it? Okay, so Yale scored 94 points today in a basketball game. That's a lot of points. Yale lights Connor. it up. Yale lights it up. Yale's not bad. Um, they had over 20 wins this year. I'm going LSU. Go. I'm going Yale. I'm going. Are Yale you really to, to pull the upset? I am. You're yeah. the worst. Yeah, I just it's not a bad pick though. Can't, can't put confidence in, in the in the in, in LSU and not knowing what we have with this Will Wade situation. So uh, that's not going to make me very popular with uh, our good buddy Will Ogburn. But whatever. Yeah, he's the producer so, of the show. Maybe just don't do that next time. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Auburn, New Mexico State. I went back and forth on this, this but so I, I settled on I settled on Auburn winning this. I'm assuming you did too. Auburn is on fire right now. Again, they've won eight in a row, like you said. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Is I will be pulling so hard for New Mexico State. Auburn's going to win this game. Auburn could do some damage. Auburn could do some damage. I don't think anybody would be surprised if they made a run to the Sweet 16. Obviously, getting to the Elite Eight, you're going to probably have to be a one seed to do that. If they ever fire Miles on like they should, they'd make a, a deep run. That's a great point. You're welcome. Great point. No flaw in that logic. <laughs> um, how about uh, Mississippi State and Liberty? Jesus this might Christ. be the most popular uh, upset in the first round just because Mississippi State, a team that doesn't have history, and the 12-5. Liberty's 4-6 and six against the spread in their last 10 games. Um, they are 10-4 and four against the spread on the road, which is great. I- I'm taking Mississippi State. Liberty couldn't beat Vandy, y'all. Right. Couldn't beat Vandy. Just saying. Mississippi State wins that and, one. And you know why that's important, well. Connor? I'll say it one more time. Because if we're going to give Gonzaga a number one seed because they beat Duke in November, then you're damn right we're going to harp on the fact that Liberty shouldn't be ranked that high or have that high of a seed when they lost to Vanderbilt. End of rant. Roll tide. Take that, Hugh Freeze. <laughs> Take that, Hugh yeah. Freeze. I love you. Boom. Sorry. Uh, Ole Miss and Oklahoma, the 8-9 coin flip. What, yeah, what are you uh, doing on this one? What is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. So I, I did go Oklahoma. Um 
and not that I know a ton about Oklahoma, other than like Lon Kruger is still coaching there, and it seems that's like the guy from Die Hard. That he's yeah, that is the okay. guy from Die Hard. Um, so automatic win. <laughs> so the thing, one thing I don't like about this right now, the site I'm reading these off of, uh, is giving me the against the, the ATS numbers home and away, like either of these teams are playing at home. Um, Ole Miss is a two point favorite. Generally, with stuff like this, I, I usually go with whichever team had the better, or who's who had us in a tougher conference. And I think the Big Twelve was tougher than the SEC. However, I'm taking Ole Miss. I just I know they fell apart against Bama. Oklahoma just hasn't done anything that great this year. Rebels haven't beat anyone that good in the last like month and a half. You're right about that. And I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think you made a. It's a good pick you took with Oklahoma. But at the same time, like I don't know. I'll take the coach of the year in the SEC, and I'll just take Ole Miss. Marshall Henderson lights it up. <laughs> Gosh, what a reference. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Nevada. Say Nevada, not Nevada. Don't be that person. Florida. Actually, I have Gators winning this one. And I know that I, I went, again, another game I, I went back and forth on like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, I'm going to pencil Nevada in to go to the Final Four. And it's going to be, you know, this this like kind of out of the, out of the ordinary pick. But eh, can't quite get there. Just don't think that defensively they're at the level played? that they need to be. Um, that's a good question. I have no idea off the top of my head. Okay. So I should have asked. Um, well, I'm going to take Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. I just said don't be that guy. I just said don't well, be that guy. Well, you pronounce Fieri, Fieri. Um, it's Fieri. That's how you actually say okay, it. Okay, well, I'll tell I'm you this. Saying. I'll tell you this, Connor. This line opened. What time do these, these lines come out? I have no idea. Probably What's... like 8 o'clock. What? No. Probably 6 o'clock when they announce them. Um... So about two, three and a half hours ago, okay? Let's say max, max three and a half hours ago, probably around two and a half, three hours ago. What state is Las Vegas in? Las Vegas, Nevada. Nevada. So this line opened at, at Florida being favored by one and a half. It has already moved four points to Nevada being a two and a half point favorite. So I'm going to take Nevada to win. I, think, I don't think it's close, to be honest. Nevada's really good. All right. That's good to know. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our Final Four and National Champions. Hi, I know what you might be thinking. Where did the podcast go? Well, consider this a little reminder that if you have not given us a five-star review, you should definitely go do that. And while you're at it, you know, just while you're at it making us happy, uh, you should probably just go and vote in our office episode brackets because... It's going to be awesome, and you want to tell your friends that you were part of deciding which episode of The Office is the greatest of all time. So um, to recap, that's give us a five-star review, and then make sure that you go and give us votes for our office brackets. We want to decide which episodes of The Office are the best of all time. Do it right now. Let's get to it. Our final four, our national championship, and our national champions. Have you done this yet? I don't even know. No. All right. Well, then this is just going to be me. <laughs> it's I mean, go. I will. Like, I mean, I, I will. I, I like to, I don't know, print out at least five of these, write them in pencils, and then do one in pen. You know, just, just don't tell me that you do multiple brackets, like different. Mat, like, don't don't be that person. Bracket Connor, of Hunter, you had two separate. You were in two separate bachelor brackets. Oh, that's totally different. Okay. That's All right. you know totally what? <laughs> We're different. We're going to end it there. We're moving forward. Whoa. I'm going to have multiple brackets because I love gambling. 
It's oh fine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you realize that you're hedging by doing this, but that's actually not a surprise. Oh, on the multiple brackets? That. That's fine. That's fine. I got Auburn winning it all, bro. Weak sauce. You definitely don't. Um, all right, so I had to do this because, shameless plug, I have uh, on SDS how far I think every SEC team will go in the NCAA tournaments. Yeah. So I basically had to fill out the entire bracket. And I'll be honest, I might be making some moves, you know, because, believe it or not, I did not have time to do, like, research on every single game and all that stuff, but I did still come up with a Final Four. I have Duke, Michigan, Tennessee and UNC. I have the rematch in the national championship. UNC and Duke, and I have UNC beating Zion this time. I don't. Yes. I don't mind that at all. And honestly, when we, you just said that, and I started going through my uh, my picks, I, I thought about picking UNC, and then I just realized that you also had them picked. So I'm obviously not going to pick UNC purely based off merit. Um, is that the right word? No, probably not. Nope, not at all. Just like portion <laughs> portions and proceeds, proceeds are different words. What does that even mean, Chris? That Wonderlick score was horse crap. Um, yeah, it was. Okay, so here's the deal. I will, I will say this. I really... Uh, we're just doing Final Fours. I got Duke. I have Tennessee. I'm going to take Kentucky. So you got Kentucky beating UNC then? Yeah. I, I honestly... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait to see how I feel tomorrow when it's not St. Patrick's Day. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I might have Auburn beating UNC. I don't know. We'll see. We'll Ooh. see. We'll see what happens. Um, I've got Florida State or Texas Tech coming out of the West region. Probably Texas Tech. I like Texas okay. Tech uh, a lot. Um, so that'll be my final four. I'll that's take like six teams, seven teams. Yeah, it's my final one. four is going to be most of the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> I like. I don't that. hedge, bro. So no, you don't all right, hedge I'll give you. All. I'll give you four. I'll take Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Texas Tech. So only one one seed. Um, I, I've got Duke winning it all. Tough Duke, to was, Duke, right now. Duke was down eight points in in the first half yesterday, and if you gamble like I do, I I live bet the crap out of that, and they were I think tied they were tied at the half or down two at the half or something like that. Man, to come back and win by like fourteen or something stupid that gets that's Florida State's a really good team. Florida State's really tall. Really athletic, very long. I, I like Duke to win it all. For everybody who's listening to this, who is sick of Zion talk and is sick of just sick of Duke in general, you hate Duke. I I, I totally get that. Totally I, I get it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk you off that mountain. But just watch him play. Dude. He's so fun. It is so unbelievable. He's everything to a should have been. I will say this though. So I thought about this a while ago, and I was trying to I was I was thinking about doing this video for SDS, and it was going to be like trying to explain basketball to like what's a quadrant one win, and and all that kind of stuff to like SEC fans. And I was trying to think of like what how do you say what Zion is? Flat out, dude, Zion is Herschel Walker or Bo Jackson. And I don't care if you're offended by that, and most of you are going to be because we're SEC fans, and that is hollowed ground, hollowed, hollowed. Words are hallowed, like a t- like a tree, right? Okay, like a stump. All right, either way, hallowed ground, Nevada. I watch watching him play, and like, dude, he does stuff that I haven't seen. Like the total, his total game. I haven't seen anyone like this in at least twenty years. Is that fair? Yeah, the 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 comp that's been thrown around is is Shaq. I mean, Marcus Pfizer. Marcus Pfizer out of Iowa State. Yeah. People forget about that. They got injured. They lost in like a second round or something crazy. They were a two seed. 
Yeah. Great career with the Bulls, though. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah, I mean, so so for everybody who's who's sick of it, you know, just appreciate it for what it is because it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Maybe maybe Zion will get to play against an SEC team. You never. He ain't played the SEC yet. I'm just saying. I, I will say this thing. real quick. I love C. Wright. He's our editor. He's the man. But he made a comment about Zion. He's like, do they have a quote they have to meet at ESPN about Zion and saying Zion's name? And I was, I started thinking. And I was like, I get it because I'm a fan, and I hated when Cam Newton was there. Not saying they're the same, but dude. I, I, you are so lucky that UNC was really lucky they didn't have to play him two out of three times. He's such a difference maker, man. So that puts a, a bow on our Selection Sunday yeah. March Madness podcast. Um, that was that was a lot of fun, a lot of scrambling there from, yeah. from us. Um, and learning, a lot of, <laughs> learning a lot of things about teams like Liberty. And, and words uh, like hollow. And Yale. Oh, Yale. That's right, Yale. Um, but yes, we are going to have two podcasts a week for the next few weeks, I yeah. believe. That is the plan. And we just want to do that because, you know what, we want to talk some NCAA tournament stuff. We realize there's still spring football going on, but this is the best way to do it. So we are planning for our podcast that's going to come out on Tuesday morning or Monday really, really late. But tentatively speaking, we are going to have a good friend back on who you don't even know. I didn't even tell you about this. Wait, what? Um, we're tentatively planning on having a guest tomorrow. Hopefully, it works out. And if not, let's just say um, he is in very similar position as Jordan Rogers with this podcast. So I'm just saying, he if he doesn't us? come on, no, he doesn't hate us. Okay. I'm saying if he doesn't come on, then he will be, you know, in yeah. the same. Then same he will. Okay. We we love this guy, and hopefully yeah. he'll be coming on. But thank you for for listening along. Like I said earlier, like I've said many times, please, please, please vote on our office brackets. It is awesome. We are so excited to be doing this finally. Uh, make sure that you are following us on Instagram as well at SDS. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the SDS Pod at C Marler SDS at C J O'Gara. We gonna do a Facebook Live this week. Uh, Monday nights from now on. The Bachelor's over, dude. That's right. That's right. So we got, okay. we got, yeah. I said dude way too much tonight. Cool. St. Patrick's Day has been, been a rough one. Yeah. Um, but thank you for, for listening along. And like I said, vote on vote on the office. And uh, yeah, we'll be back two pods a week. Get excited. Coach O, can we have you in for March Madness? Are you are you available to, to, to close us out? Whoa, shiny moment. That's all I got. That's all I know that song. That's beautiful. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That's right. Y'all take it easy, guys.